Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Monica, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, the 26th day of September 2014. And today we're reading from the Brig Book. We are on page XI, the preface, at the very beginning of the book. And today's readers are the 12 Steps Renata, 12 Traditions Berta F, and then Sally A, Janice M, and Rachel M, if you're here. And the share code for yesterday, Thursday, the 25th day of September, is 6909. 6909. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to abstain, to recover from compulsive overeating, and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Renata to read the 12 steps. Uh, good morning, Renata, Recovered Compulsive Overeating, New York, 12 Steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of this death, we tried to carry this, this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Renata. I will now ask Berta F. to read the 12 Traditions. Thank you, Monica. This is Berta F., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Illinois. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA, unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. 
a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you, Berta. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute and once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we are resuming our study of the big book. We are way at the beginning. We are on the preface today, which is on XI. And I will ask Sally A. to begin reading, please. Good morning again, Monica, and good morning to you, a vision for you. This is Sally A. in South Jersey, Recovered Compulsive Overeaters. The second edition added the appendices, the 12 traditions and the directions for getting in touch with AA. But the chief change was in the section of personal stories, which was expanded to reflect the fellowship's growth. Bill's story, Dr. Bob's nightmare, and one other personal history from the first edition were retained intact 
three were edited and one of these was retitled. New versions of two stories were written with new titles. 30 completely new stories were added and the story section was divided into three parts under the same heading that are used now. In the third edition, part one, Pioneers of AA, was left unchanged. Nine of the stories in part two, they stopped in time. They were carried over from the second edition. Eight new stories were added. In part three, they lost nearly all. Eight stories were retained. Five new ones were added. This fourth edition includes the 12 concepts of world service and revises the three sections of personal stories as follows. One new story has been added in part one and two that originally appeared in part three have been repositioned there. Six stories have been deleted. Six of the stories in part two have been carried over. Eleven new ones have been added and eleven taken out. Part three now includes 12 new stories. Eight were removed in addition to the two that were transferred to part one. All changes made over the years in the big book, AA members' fond nickname for this volume, have had the same purpose to represent the current membership of Alcoholics Anonymous more accurately and thereby to reach more alcoholics. If you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me. Or more important, yes, I have felt that. Or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. So for me... Um, this is just a few things I want to speak to this last paragraph only because a lot of the, the maneuvering and the uh, the editing and changes that were made to the book on the whole speak to this last paragraph pretty much sums up the why of it all. They're letting us know in this last paragraph that the, the entire purpose is to reach more alcoholics or compulsive people, whatever that compulsion might be. Um, to begin with, on the top of page 29, it tells us the real purpose for all of these stories. For years, I went to OA, since 1982 when I first joined uh, OA. And we sat once in a blue moon, we'd say, oh, let's read from the stories of the big book. And we'd open up the stories. And, you know, I'd read the stories and I'd listen and I'd try to glean something that I, I could identify in with. But now I really understand in these last two and a half years, but I've studied the big book. I have come to truly understand what are these stories really there for. Top of 29 in the second paragraph, it tells us, each individual in the personal stories describes in his own language and from his own point of view the way he established his relationship with God. And that is the point of these stories. It's to show us how they got well. And the, how they got well is the solution. They got well because of their developing their relationship with their higher power. And you develop that relationship as you march through these 12 steps, one step at a time. Another great point, the bottom paragraph of XII, the ending of the preface, about four lines down, one, two, three, four, five lines. And the last paragraph, it says, 
if you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me. And before we go on, there's that pause, the first pause of the book. My favorite pause, because there are some really precious pausing, pondering, and praying that goes on in this book. My favorite, though, is at the bottom of page 87, gives us a very important pause. Very last paragraph of page 87. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. That pause is a very important pause, the same as the first pause on page XII, because we have been impulsive about picking up the food. We have not considered all of the ramifications. We've, and some of us have nonchalantly picked up the food. But if we would begin to practice the pause, and then we'll learn about pondering. And finally, hopefully, we will develop our relationship with a higher power, and we'll come to pray. And so we'll pause, ponder, and pray. And the last thing I want to say about this paragraph at XII is that last sentence that where it ends up saying, yes, that happened to me, and more important, yes, I felt like that, or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. So can you identify in? And it's interesting, when you look at the very end of page 29, very, very similar what's said here on page 29. It says, we hope no one will consider these self-revealing accounts in bad taste. Our hope is that many alcoholic men and women desperately in need will see these pages and we believe that it is only by fully disclosing ourselves, and that's what they intended to do throughout the stories in the back of the book, as we've disclosed ourselves and our problems that they will be persuaded to say, yes, I am one of them too. I must have this thing. Thanks for letting me share with that iPad. Thank you, Sally. Hi, my name is Charles. I eat too much, can I say? I'm Nancy. I'm Nancy. I'd like to see you. <laughs> okay. Charles, Nancy, and is there Renata. anyone else? Renata, who would like to comment? Okay. Charles, Nancy, and Renata. Go ahead, Charles. Good morning, visionaries. My name is Charles. I eat too much. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And, uh, Wow, there's a lot here, right? The prefaces and, and and I thank my sponsor that I have today that, you know, he, he, he told me like um like we went through through all this before we got to Bill's story in the first hundred and sixty four pages, right? He said you know, and he said it from a humble standpoint, most people um get into the book and go right to Bill's story. But thank God, right, I, I have a man that uh that took time to dissect this with me. And, you know, when we were going through this, and, and even just now when, when when the individual was reading, I was like, wow. It, I felt like I was in a, in, a, in, a, in a heavyweight fight. You know, we took this out, took that out, took this out, took that out, put this in, and, and wow. And, and that stuff is real great. But I'm going to go down to this this last paragraph where I have it. I got it. I got it. I got it in blood. I got it highlighted in red, hot ketchup, right? Um, if you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause and read one of the 42 personal stories 
and then I marked up my book that says identification because, you know, yeah, the answers, all the answers in the first 164 pages, but the rest of them has answers too, and it it, it has identification. I, I shook my head just like it said, yep, I believe this program can work for me too. Yep, I felt like that. Yep, this happened to me too, and that's all identification, right? And this is good stuff, man. This is good stuff. It's good history to know, you know, what they put in, what they took out, what they kept, and all that stuff. But the most important thing for me is, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. You know, even going through, you know, the big book with, with, with my sponsor, I need to take that's – like, that's like me going to church and reading verses, right? And I mean, you know, listening to a pastor – reading me verses and then coming home and never going back to church and, 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 and just reading the book and thinking, I need people to, I need visionaries. I need visionaries to break this down, and I need to be humble enough to hear what I need to hear. So, yes, I do believe, you know, <laughs> if it was a regular Friday morning, if it was a Friday morning before I got transformed, before I got positively brainwashed, Oh, I'd be all, I'm, you know where I'm at now? I'm in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen doing this meeting because I don't want to wake my family. I'm probably waking them up now because I'm so excited uh, to share on this, on, on this, uh, the preachers' paragraph. And, yes, I do believe this program works. I'm all ready to, you know, listen to you guys, and I'm ready to go, uh, go to the gym before I even take a bite because that is the transformation the promises are coming through today. If they come through for me, it can come through for anybody. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks for your service. Thank you, Charles. Nancy, you're up. Star one to unmute, Nancy. Hi, this is Nancy. Can you hear me? I sure can. Hey, thank you. I was having problems getting unmuted. Uh, good morning, uh, Visions, for you. My name is Nancy. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Absent and grateful by the grace of God and the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous. And I don't say that as uh, I don't take it lightly. I am truly grateful. Uh, I listen every morning, and I normally don't share, but I feel compelled to share um, because uh, we all have a responsibility to give back. And uh, I had I had like an epiphany yesterday when we were reading uh, the preface. I'm a retired educator, and. Uh, I've been in all areas of academia, and when I saw the word text, something just jumped out at me, and I said, that has been one of the nature of uh, my problems. I've been in OA for many years, and I've read the big book, but when you read a text, the way you approach a text is much different from any other kind of literature. Um, when you read a novel or when you're just reading informational material, but a text takes a lot of time and effort, and, and oftentimes when you're studying a text, uh, you might work groups, you underline, you go back, and, 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 and you approach it, you dissect it, and I said, aha, it was like an aha moment for me. That's what I had failed to do all these years in OA. I've read the, old, uh, the big book gone through it many times, but I never looked at it the way you look at a textbook. And uh, I'm grateful to God for the sponsor that I found uh, in in, in this particular uh, program, uh, Visions for You, this particular meeting, I should say. I'm so grateful for her because we started 
you read the first page, and it blew my mind. Like, why why are we on the introduction? And um, from that point on, we began to study. I began to study the book as it was designed as a textbook. If I want to learn, if I, if I want to comprehend and get the information, I have to study it as a text. And a text shows you how to get to the core and to the essence of the um, the subject, and, and the subject is recovery. And today I am so grateful that the promises have come true for me, are coming true for me. And uh, to hear the personal stories of recovery and to hear people say, I have recovered, is just so powerful. So I just want to thank you, and um, that's all I have to say today. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Renata, you're up. Hi, good morning, Monica and everyone on the line. This is Renata, Recovered Compulsive Reading, New York. And I want to focus on the last three lines um, on page XII. Um, Yes, that happened to me, or more important, yes, it felt like that. Um, This made me think of uh, my experience in a way. You know, when I came to the rooms, I could identify in, you know, with what people share. Yes, it happened to me, or more important, yes, I felt like that. But the program I found in the rooms was not working for me, you know, um, using the tools every day and, uh, you know, chit-chatting with my sponsor every day and taking, like, months to answer questions about my childhood and things like that. It was not helping. I wasn't binging, but I was still miserable. I knew there was something wrong. I knew there was something missing. I was still a prisoner. I wasn't free. And, um, you know, and I think, it, you know, I know for sure today it's, it was God that brought the, the thought into my mind that, you know, the basics, like the, the source for all the fellowships is the big book, you know, drug addicts, alcoholics, gamblers, uh, compulsive shoppers, everyone who recover in other fellowships, they use the big book. That's the, the, the common thing. And so I knew, like I had this, you know, intuition that I needed to go to the big book. And I finally asked for someone that I knew was a big book sponsor to sponsor me. And uh, then, yes, I believe that this program can work for me too. Then I had real hope that I could be free of you know, once and for all, not just keeping the food down, but be free in my mind, be free of that obsession. And um, and it works. It works for me. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Renata. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read? Larry. Larry. Anyone else? Okay, go ahead, Larry. Thanks, Monica. Larry, uh, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. So, you know, I would say that when I when I first came into program and someone cracked open the big book uh, with me and we read this part, you know, I I wanted uh, I wanted this to be like for those that are a little bit older here that you know I wanted this to be sort of like the cliff notes. You know, let me get to the diet. Where's the diet? Where's the food plan? This didn't really resonate with me, but this is a program of identification. 
you know, no identification, um, it's it's critical. No no recovery really, because if we don't identify in, we're not gonna we're not gonna have the perseverance to see this through. And so the personal stories, you know, in the big book were, were necessary um, because you know we seek the the hope and recovery of others, you know. And I and I um, I remember um, hearing the story of a man um, who was speaking. Um, he was speaking of what his life was like, what happened, and what his life was like now, and someone in a way. And um, he talked about how he used to, to park his car behind the grocery store, you know, the large grocery store, with all his binge foods in tow. And, and in tears, uh, he, he would tear into those bags, couldn't stop. And I, I thought, wow, I thought I was the only one that did that, you know, in shame. And, uh, boy, I was able to identify, how could this guy be so honest? I mean, what, what's, what's the matter with this guy? Um, he was speaking, uh, he, was, he was qualifying. He, he also spoke about how he wished he were dead, you know, when it was at its worst. And, and he, would, he actually, he said, you know, not that I would have taken my life, but, you know, had a feeling it, it would have been okay if I just didn't wake up. I remember that feeling. I identified with that personal story. He spoke also about he, how he would often uh, use NyQuil um, after a, a major binge in the evening just to fall asleep. You know, um, I didn't do that, but I could identify with some of those things of those, you know, at the end of the night, you know, wanting, wanting just to, to sleep but not being able to sleep. And then what really got me with the identification was he talked about having a 14-year-old child and talked a little bit about that and it was so interesting to me because my daughter was 14 at that, that at that very time see the thing was he was talking in the past see that he came into program this is when he started to discuss you know what uh, what happened and what his life was like now he had a spiritual transformation as a result of working these steps just like all these personal stories talked about how he he came to and, and had this awakening thing was his 14 year old died they didn't know why, you know, the 14-year-old, it was one of those things that went in, and and he and his wife and you know, two other children, and the 14-year-old died, and it just got me in such a way, you know, here I have my daughter, and, you know, she's alive, and, and he was talking about how he was able to, they were able somehow to get through that, I mean, what choice did they have, but he had a, a, a spiritual awakening, and it, it seemed, you know, rather strange for him to talk about, but that he... He didn't. Uh, he didn't compulsively eat during that time, and he was able to be present for others. And he had some peace and serenity, although a hole, you know, left in his heart forever, of course. But so these personal stories are about identification. That that drew me in, and I, I later met that person. That person took me through the big book, and um, my life's never been the same, you know. And I also came to by working these steps. But the the personal stories are are critical because we need to identify in before we, again, are going to have the strength and the, the wherewithal to, to think, boy, you know, maybe I, could, maybe I could have the same hope and maybe this would work for me if it worked for that person. So, anyways, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. This is Berta. May I share? Good morning, Britta. Go ahead. Thank you. Mike. Thank you, Larry. 
Um, yeah, this is Berta, a compulsive overeater, recovered. Thank God. Um, the one thing I noticed in this preface is that the basic text has stayed the same. Uh, from 1939 all the way up to the fourth edition in 2001, and the second edition in 1955, a year before I was born, sold more than a million copies. And as I read this, I owe such a debt of gratitude to the membership as it grew and changed through the years. Uh, they kept the doctor's opinion exactly as it was written in 1939 so that I could know what my problem is and why I can't stay stopped. And what I need for that is contained in the main section of the book through the first 164 pages, which is the focus of this meeting, thank God. And I'm just very, very grateful at the wisdom and the knowledge and the godly conscience of the membership through the years that they left the solution to this program intact so that it could reach me and I could find the spiritual awakening required for me to have a daily reprieve. Uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Berta. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read? Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie. Anybody else? Okay, go ahead, Anne-Marie. Hi. Thanks so much, Monica, for your service. Um, Anne-Marie M. Um, in Rhode Island right now, um, a recovered compulsive eater. Um, it, it was pointed out to me a while ago that there are several um, promises, instructions, and um, purposes throughout the, and warnings throughout this entire big book. And um, the last uh, paragraph, last half of the paragraph, has uh, what I saw and was pointed out to me, a purpose, instructions, and a promise. And, um, and it says right here, um, the purpose, uh, to represent the current membership of Alcoholics Anonymous more accurately and thereby to reach more alcoholics. And, you know, it says somewhere else in the big book that that was um, the reason why they wrote this big book, so they could get out to the, the message uh, to more uh, sick and suffering alcoholics, um, the solution um, contained in this book. And like it was earlier pointed out, the solution is getting a relationship with God. Um, then there's some clear instructions to me. Um, if you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me, or more important, yes, I felt like that, or most important. Um, those, that right there, those sentences right there are instructions, but it's the way they were the instructions, I was not offended as a compulsive eater with anyone saying you have to do this or you have to do that. Most of the instructions here are very subtle but they're clear, and that was very clear to me that I must pause um, in reading um, the, you know, some of the 42 stories in the back and, and, and identify. I think that's what they're trying to get at. That's what I got out of it is to, yes, that happened to me, or I felt like that. Identify, not compare. And I did a lot of comparing, a lot of comparing when I first came into OA. 
um, thinking I wasn't as heavy as that. Um, I don't have a problem with that food um, and and such things like that. And the last sentence um, that I believe this program can work for me too is a promise for me because I did not believe. I thought I was uniquely different. One of the people that in in uh, the chapter, I think it's chapter five. Um, you know, there are those two who suffer from emotional. What is it? There are some that are. Um, there are. I'm sorry. Um, those who do not recover are people who cannot or completely not give them uh, give themselves to the simple program. Usually, men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. That was me. I was the unique one, incapable of being honest. So that gave me hope to, that I. I came to believe that this program could work for me. And so what a promise. And so I, I wanted to share that. Um, thank you. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Would anyone else like to share on this before we move on? Hi, this is Kathy in Boston. Hey, Kathy, go ahead. Thank you, Monica, for your service. I'm Kathy Kay, a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I just love reading the preface. I didn't realize how much there is in here to ponder. Um, for what it uh, thinks, uh, causes me to reflect on is how many years I actually did read stories from the big book, um, but found it very difficult to identify um, in uh, to the extent that I needed to. Um, it was not until I heard uh, compulsive overeaters actually tell their story in the depth uh, that these stories uh, come across to us that I began to make the translation and see myself in the stories. Um, it took me many years, and it wasn't until uh, several fellow travelers had begun studying the big book in earnest and attending big book studies um, that I became interested in really looking at how this book could be helpful to me. And I know today, as I work with other compulsive overeaters, one of the most important things I do when we start reading together is to share my experience, strength, and hope from the very beginning um, because I think we are uh, attracted we are uh, people who are um, attracting attracting other people into recovery programs. But unless we share what it was like and how far we've traveled, uh, there can be uh, my experiences that newcomers can feel discouraged if they don't immediately get what we have experienced. Um, so that relationship between sponsor and sponsee or just between fellow travelers is so important for bridging that, that long tra uh, highway that we have to travel as we go through these 164 pages. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Callie. Kathy, Janice, can you read the next paragraph? Let's move on, please. Did you call me, um, Monica? Yes, 
Yes, I did. Can you Um, read the next paragraph, please? Yes, I certainly will. Thank you. My name is Janice M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Okay, we're starting forward to first edition. This is the forward as it appeared in the first printing of the first edition in 1939. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. For them, we hope these pages will prove so convincing that no further authentication uh, will be necessary. We think this account of our experiences will help everyone to better understand the alcoholic. Many do not comprehend that the alcoholic is a very sick person. And besides, we are sure that our way of living has its advantages to all. Mm. This is such a powerful, powerful um, paragraph. I think I have it all underlined. I can dissect and chew on it each word. We, such a small word, but such a powerful word. We, who are we? We are the ones that have experience that we have that the problem has been solved. It's a 100, you know, it started with 40, then there was a 100 recovered alcoholics. You know, something that they could do together and not by themselves. Um, they, you, know, and it's, you know, it's very hard to debate 100 men and women. It's not just one. It's not just one person's opinion. It's a hundred men and women who have recovered. There's that word, recovered. You know, it, they recovered back then in 1939, and we are recovering and being recovered in 2014, which means, of course, like it was mentioned yesterday, it does not mean that they're cured. They will, we will always have the allergy. I will never be able to eat um, my, a, a trigger food in safety. I will have my allergy till the day I die. But it seemed, I seemed so hopeless. That's the problem. A seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. That tells me about my problem. So the purpose of this book is going to show me and give us the solution, the way out, that the obsession, I'll have the allergy, but the obsession of my mind and your mind will be removed because you see I could get stopped. I could I could die and I could put down the food, but I couldn't stay stopped and I had a problem with living. So when we say we're going to show others, we're going to carry the message and show you exactly, clearly, specifically how we came to the solution. That's the purpose of the whole book, to find a way out, the solution. And it and it and it goes to show us that we don't we don't need any more proof. I, I found I found the solution. Why would I go any other way? If this is the truth and it's the proof, because we cannot argue with experience. How can somebody say to me, Well, you're not right? Well, that's my experience. So you can't argue with me. It's not my opinion. It's my experience that I used to be like that 
and this is what happened, and this is how I am today. So it's a very wonderful, powerful paragraph. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. And would anyone like to comment on this paragraph? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think I heard a Laura. Did I hear a Laura? You did. All right. I heard Kim, and there was somebody before Laura and Kim. Leanne. Leanne. And I think I heard Sarah. W. Okay, let's start with that. Leanne, Laura, Kim, and Sarah. Leanne, you're up. Yeah, I hope this is Leanne recovered in Florida from anorexia and compulsive overeating. And, um, you know, this book, uh, I remember when I first started reading the stories in the back, um, they, I really did relate to them because I, I related to the foolish behavior. I related to the extremes that everybody went to get their drug and the incredible stuff they did to get it and how much suffering they went through, um, you know, in spite of, um, you know, to get to get what they wanted. Uh, that's what I related to. And then I was so inspired by um, how they were humble enough to do what their sponsor said and the insights that they learned about their characters, like their behaviors and um so many of the stories just just completely profound, you know, they were profoundly, they made my jaw drop, you know, because I was like, wow, do I ever get this? And so that was, I, I really recommend people reading them sometimes because they're so inspirational, you know, and it made me long for a sponsor like what they had, you know. I wasn't getting that from my um, from my OA program at the time. I was not getting that kind of a sponsor that would you know, take you down on your knees and really say the third step prayer and really help you go through your list and um, make the amends and be there. I longed for that all along, all those 14 years that I was in OA before I found, uh, you know, the real <laughs> the real program. I longed for that. Um, so when um, when I came upon that, my you know my my spirit jumped at it inside because of because of the of what I had read in this book and the stories and and how it really is supposed to happen, so um, yeah, it's good to uh, to think and talk about this. And I, I always recommend reading the stories because even though I was not an alcoholic, I really related to the behaviors and and um, how everybody came to know their God. And at the end of the stories, how they um, how their life is so dramatically changed and how the promises and the gifts came came through to them came to them and so um anyway that's all i wanted to share thank you pass thank you leanne laura you're up thank you can you hear me monica i sure can thank you good morning everyone it's laura w recovered compulsive eater and anorexic in south jersey um gosh what really jumped out to me today was the line to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered. You know, recovered again, as it's been pointed out, means not cured, but recovered, having that obsession of the mind removed, which is which is what I feel on a daily basis. Um, but the word precisely is so important. Precisely means exact and specific. I mean, this gives us exact and specific directions that brings me to recovered. 
this is a new way of life. I mean, the last line says, we are sure that our way of living has its advantages. It doesn't say we're sure that putting the booze down has its advantages. It says our way of living. This is a new way of life. I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. Um, you know, uh, somebody always says, you know, I'm reborn, not, you know, just reborn in the way that I think and I act and I behave. This program is a prescription for me. Um, if I'm sick and a doctor gives me a prescription, if I don't take that prescription, I'm not going to get well. This is a prescription for me to take every single day for the rest of my life to live in the land of recovered. And um, it's just so beautiful to to see the hope in this paragraph. We have recovered from a seemingly hopeless. How many times did I walk around saying, oh, I'm not going to get well. I'm hopeless. I'm hopeless. I'm hopeless. It's only seemingly hopeless. But it's also, um, it's only hopeless if if i if i don't follow precisely these directions so the and the last thing i wanted to say is we are sure they say so they're showing the confidence here you know the numbers don't lie all of us it says all of us are saying that we are sure that our way of living has its advantages so you know again i've never picked up a book before other than the big book that has given me such hope all those self help books all those how to books all those diet books never gave me the ability to identify in the way the big book does. And for that, I'm truly grateful. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Laura. Kim, you're up. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive eater from South Jersey. And I'm going to pick up on that last thing that Laura said. It says, well, you're sure that our way of living has its advantages for all. Because we have to remember that our 12 steps come from the six tenets. And the six tenets are from the Oxford group. And it was a religious group that tried to help people deepen their relationship with God. So it wasn't there to help alcoholics. So it's going to have advantages for all. So I like to think of it as my youngest brother is a very aggressive form of diabetes. And uh, my father, who lives with him, has decided to adopt the diabetic uh, food plan, the, the diet that my brother does. And it has a lot of benefits for my father. My, his doctor is excited. His cholesterol is going down. His blood work looks really good. And it's just beneficial to my father. For my brother, it is life-threatening if he eats off his diabetic diet. His consequences are dire if he does not follow that diabetic diet because of his diagnosis. It's beneficial to my father. It's deadly to my brother. And that's what I had to understand. I mean, these 12 steps absolutely could benefit anyone, but I had to be convinced that I was a compulsive overeater, that I wasn't the moderate eater or the heavy eater. I had to understand this was life and death for me. So I just was sitting here and I was kind of writing some of my favorite quotes out of the big book that lets me know that as beneficial as it is to everyone, for me, it is life-sustaining and it's, it's deadly. So there's parts of the big book that says, you know, this is infinitely great. It is fatal. To drink is to die. It lets us know that most people live by self-propulsion, that anger is a dubious luxury for normal men, but for to me, it's poison. We're told in the ninth step that we will never get over drinking unless we do the utmost to straighten out our path. We're told we have to face the fact that we must find a spiritual basis of life or else. We're also told that we are not cured. What we have is a daily reprieve. We're told that we're on a life and death mission, that we have the ability to avert misery and death. So I had to understand, as beneficial as this way of life might be for other people, that as a compulsive overeater, it is deadly for me not to live this way. 
And to me, that's all grounded in the doctor's opinion. Because if I'm not convinced that I have this twofold illness, I'm not going to commit to this program the way I need to. And I remember being in some sort of, uh, you know, setting where someone said, you know, what's the difference between having temporary periods of abstinence and having recovery, having some permanent recovery? And the speaker said, well, it's kind of the difference between dating and getting married. You know, when you're dating, you're there while everything is good. You know, you're, you're, if you're having a good time, you stay. When things don't get good, you leave. But when you get married, you've made a commitment. You know, sickness and health. You've made a commitment that regardless of the, of the search situation, that you're going to stay there for good. And that's what I had to get to. I had to realize I wasn't dating the 12 steps. That I had a need to do these steps because of that doctor's opinion that my consequences were that it was fatal, that it was grave, and that it was dire. And because of that, I was willing to commit myself to the steps in a way that I never did when for many years I just thought, this way of life might be beneficial. It wasn't until I understood deep down those two choices, alcohol destruction or a spiritual way of life, what is my decision. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Sarah W., you're up. Did you say Sarah W.? I'm sorry, Monica. I, sh- on your... I sure did. Go ahead, Sarah. Okay. Thank, thank you for, for your service, Monica. Uh, good morning. This is Sarah W., grateful recovered compulsive overreader. I wanted to focus in on where it says, we think this account of our experiences will help everyone to, a, to better understand the alcoholic. Many do not comprehend that the alcoholic is a very sick person. So, you know, I was thinking that, you know, most of the people, you know, I've never seen a lot of people. I I have sent pictures of myself, um, not only physically, but emotionally. We haven't seen where we were. Uh, You know, some of us have been in the program a long time and had some recovery uh, where we have have seen some changes in ourselves, both spiritually and and physically and emotionally. so many of us don't get to see the actual transformation that either our sponsors have had or others have had. And, you know, we are very sick people. I mean, there's a reason why we're on this line. <laughs> we're not here because we want to come and play. We're here because we need the help. And I wanted to go back to page 30 um, in the big book uh, where it says, most of us have been unwilling to admit we were real alcoholics. Um, that many, you know, the idea that somehow, someday, he will control and enjoy his drinking is the great obsession of every abnormal drinker. The persistence of this illusion is astonishing. Many pursue it into the gates of insanity or death. We learned that we had to fully concede to our innermost selves that we were alcoholic. This is the first step. And really... I think what what we're trying to, I mean, first of all, obviously it's saying that, you know, it's through the book and through understanding how to utilize the book to live our lives is what's going to help us the most and that we need to walk hand in hand with other people on the road to do that. But the other side of it is we have to be willing to do the work. Um, you know, how much do you want to get well? You know, you got to put down the fork to get the, you know, to get more healthy. And, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too, per se. So, you know, it, it, 
the whole program is about change, but oh my God, if if you guys had ever seen me before I entered into the program almost 20 years ago, it was scary. I was a scary person, and not just with the food, but with the way I treated people, the way I treated myself. I'm a different person today. So grateful for that, and I'm grateful for all of you, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Would anyone else like to comment on what on this paragraph? Uh-huh. Anita L. Anne Marie. Nope. Mary right. B. Uh, Anita L. I heard somebody before Anita L. Sue G. Anita L. Okay, who else? I'm sorry. Um, Anne Marie. Anne Marie. Okay, I heard Anne Marie. Mary B. Okay, we've only got five minutes, and so we're going to start with Anita L., Sue G., and Anne Marie. um, Anita L., go ahead, please. Yes, hi, good morning. This is Anita L. from Philadelphia, Recovered Compulsive Reader for today. I'll, I'll be real fast. I just want to say, after listening to all the pearls of wisdom today that I have heard, It just encourages me even more to stay recovered in my whole heart because this is the design for living that works. And like what was shared, we can only share our experience, strength, and hope. So I do want to share to the newcomers that I have just gone through two days of a holiday with family and friends, eating three different meals with those people, and I am abstinent throughout the whole thing today. I am still, I can say, a recovered compulsive overeater because I have gone through the 12 steps and now I have a design for living that works. Thank you, God. Thanks. I'll piss. Thank you, Anita. Suji, you're up. Suji, you're up. I'm encountering the muting and unmuting guy. Now he's quiet, so I'll make noise. I'm Suji, recovered in Pennsylvania near Philadelphia. And grateful as can be, and I, I as an individual, uh, I can speak that way. I am celebrating our holiday, and I wish to share good wishes with people. And that brings me to the point of our program. It's a we program, as it says. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than, etc. We are more than any one of us. So, so I can share from my individual small perspective with the we, and and I'm trying to share the good spirit. I mean, I I belong to a minority group in a a culture that's run by the the, uh, tenets of the Oxford group. And so every year I get to share with the we. I get to say on December 25th, happy birthday. That's wonderful. The spirit of that is wonderful. I become better than me by being a member of the we in this this fellowship. We we have a partnership with our higher power. That that's what I experience in my recovered state every day and and every minute of the day when I 
Whenever I need it, it's there. And when I choose to pay attention, which I can all the time if I choose to, uh, it, it is there to help me. And that's the we of Alcoholics Anonymous. Then I'm going to go to the end of the paragraph. Men don't comprehend the alcoholic as a very sick person. Well, the alcoholic by himself is indeed a very sick person. In fact, the whole we by ourselves are a very sick person because what do we human beings have? We all have a deadly disease. My, my husband, the doctor, says the deadly disease we all have is life. That's right. We're all going to meet our end. That's not a bad thing. That spurs us to action, as has been so beautifully said. If you are very sick with your overeating or undereating or trying to control your eating disease, you have a deadly illness. It can kill you. And the joyful news is that you can recover, just like the rest of us. So hang in there. If you're new, call us. Stay in touch, and and there is hope for all who are here in this week. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Suji and Anne-Marie. Um, a couple of minutes, please, because we're now over. Anne-Marie? Can you hear me now? I, yes, I can. Okay, this is Anne-Marie, Recovered Compulsive Eater. Um, yeah, just those first two sentences uh, say so much. And I, too, was wondering why are we going through the preface and these forwards. But um, I, I learned that, like I said earlier, there are so many promises and, and instructions and all. Um, the first sentence was a very uh, great promise to me. It's so reassuring. We have alcoholics anonymous are more than um, uh, 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless, hopeless state of mind and body. And it was pointed out to me, too, that the uh, alcoholics uh, in the book saw this as a seemingly hopeless uh, state of mind, and the doctors uh, later on, as we'll, we'll read, saw it as a hopeless state of mind. I thought that was very interesting. And then this next sentence, um, just a very another clear purpose, um, to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered the main purpose of this book, another purpose. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anne-Marie. And what hope here we've been given with this first paragraph we who have recovered, 100 of them, and thousands nowadays, and precisely how we have recovered. You know, I searched for years and years looking for the answer, and here it is if I'm willing to work it. And we have come to the end of our time, and I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Kim, would you read for us from A Vision for You, please? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. and Great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit 
and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.